The Angry Chicken is a production of AMove TV. Bookmark AMove.tv for more gaming and esports shows. The Angry Chicken is directly supported by listeners like you via patreon.com slash TAC. podcast about Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft. This is the Angry Chicken. Greetings and welcome back, everyone. This is indeed the Angry Chicken. I'm Garrett Weinzerl, joined as always by Willie Dills Gregory and Jocelyn Carney. But we are also joined today by our very special guest who is taking some time off from smashing fools at high legend rank in both versions of the ladder at the moment. Nicolina, thank you for joining us. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, we're excited to talk to you about uh, all the Hearthstone things because you um, are one of the few pro players or streamers that kind of plays all the stuff. (laughs) Cool. Like a lot of people just specialize in one thing. I dabble. You dabble. (laughs) (laughs) Professional dabbler. I'm also a dabbler. I like to play. (laughs) Like I just, I get bored doing just standard for hours and hours on end, so... Gotta gotta switch things up. Definitely, that's me as well. Play a lot of Hearthstone, so might as well try everything. Yeah, uh, and in case anyone isn't following you already, you should go do so over at, at F2K underscore Nicolina on Twitter or over at twitch.tv slash Nicolina. We've got links in the show notes for you, and if you're listening on the podcast, you can always find links and stuff like this over in the episode post for this episode of the podcast. It's number three thirteen, by the way. Uh, but Nicolina, since it's your first time on the show, uh, we figured we'd kick things off with an interview, just in case any of our listeners aren't familiar with you. So the nerdy question we always like to ask people their first time joining us is, what's your gaming resume? Is, I'm assuming Hearthstone isn't your first game. It's actually my second game that I've kind of played full time. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Wait, did you want to hear my Hearthstone resume or just... No, talk about the game before. No, no, everything. played Pokemon before, right? I did. I played the Pokemon TCG. I don't know if any of you have ever played it before. Uh, no, like not me. The first, uh, <laughs> the very first set that was ever out in the '90s, I I played a little bit of it. If you ask me how it how it actually plays now, I I couldn't tell you. I remember almost nothing about playing it. But I've heard it's broken as hell. Is what I heard. <laughs> interesting. Uh, I haven't played since I went to Worlds. I, I qualified for Worlds in in Pokemon TCG in 2015, but I haven't played since then. So even since then, it's changed quite a bit. But I started playing it in 2013, I think. So okay. I, I only really played for two years, two and a half years. But okay. and that was purely the paper version that you were playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would. Do they even have a, like a client? They do actually. I, okay. They have an online client, but it doesn't have much of a streaming scene on Twitch okay. or anything like that. But it does exist. Yeah. It, it, for those, uh, and I'm among them, completely ignorant to Pokemon's online client, is it better or worse than MTGO? Oh, it's worse. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, that's 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 that is a, a scathing uh, a scathing review, <laughs> considering my opinion of MTGO. <laughs> I mean, I think it's not as high of a priority for the company because sure. a lot of the sales are from you know, 
I, I think they just haven't moved into that realm completely yet. But it, it is on, you know, mobile or iPad, though. So Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Pokemon is all about collecting stuff, yeah. right? So, I mean, you want to hold the physical card in your hands. Definitely. You know, I, I used to have my deck and, like, my sleeves and dice and go around to a tournament every weekend and all that whole so thing. you were, like, a traveling oh, Pokemon yeah. player? Yeah, oh, my goodness. for about a year. Okay. That's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of have to. You have to travel. Well, you don't kind of have to. You have to travel if you want to earn an invitation to the world, so just by the structure of the way they do it. Uh, I know you also have a master's. So were you doing this at the same time that you were in school? Uh, that was when I was kind of getting out of it. Okay. You're, you're I, including yeah. that portion. All right. I pretty much, I did it like in between undergrad and graduate school. Okay. At that time. Okay. I can, I can see that. I didn't really start playing magic until after I graduated college. And that was really casual magic. <laughs> I can't imagine having to, you know, tour at the same time. Right. Yeah. So what uh, was the, the traveling gets exhausting for sure. Yeah. So did you did you play Pokemon and Hearthstone at the same time, either during its beta or during its 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 release, or did you kind of just transition from one to the other? No. Um. Actually, yeah, I was a really like late comer to Hearthstone. I didn't play in beta. I started playing when the grand tournament had just come out, pretty much. So. I was moving out of Pokemon because, you know, I was kind of tired of the traveling and all the expenses required with that. And my friends had been trying to get me to play it for quite some time, but I had been like, no, I can't handle two card games at once. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to spend money on a, on a digital collection, etc. And, but then, you know, I, I gave, I got bored one day and I was like, I'll try it. Everyone's been telling me I would love it. Cause I also used to play world of Warcraft. So, and they were like, yeah, it's right up your alley. It's like totally your thing. Like okay, I'll just give it a shot, and then I pretty much immediately hooked. I would say that's great. I mean, my goodness, uh, Grand Tournament does seem like ancient history now. Like looking back <laughs> on it, it feels like it was forever ago. Yeah, I was actually at the because they did the release party in San Francisco for like when they announced everything. Oh, yeah, was that was before it. you moved to Texas. Yeah. yeah, I still lived in San Francisco at the time, and uh, I remember him showing the card totem golem and all of this like <laughs> holy crap dude <laughs> like oh no and that we didn't even know about tunnel trog yet by the way at that point yeah yeah wow. <laughs> and the inspire part of that set kind of sucked and the joust part of that set kind of sucked but there you was mean the tournament type things yeah. i was there about was to say man set. you literally just mentioned the two shaman cards from that set that had any impact the rest of the set basically didn't affect the game <laughs> yeah that was <laughs> of shaman stuff so okay so then coming in at that point what did it like so hearthstone just hooked you right away was it just because i mean you know i i played magic not a lot before hearthstone but i remember at first just being like oh my god this is so much smoother in the gameplay it just seems to happen faster and it was just like that's kind of what hooked me in right away was the simplicity of the gameplay as well as then finding the complexity do you remember like what it was that grabbed you about hearthstone at the time Hmm. Well, um, yeah, my master's, okay, so my master's has been photographic and electronic media, so I'm an artist, and, mm. you know, that aspect of games always is pretty important to me. Uh, I mean, always, of course, I'm interested in games for the gameplay, but, of course, it, it's also a bonus when, like, the game looks and feels nice to play, right? So, Pokemon has that um, tangible aspect, but a lot of people like about it, it has the art, it has the favorite characters, you know, it's really... It's, 
satisfying in that way. But Hearthstone kind of was even more so for me. I think the visuals are, are great. You know, like it's very it's very addicting. First of all, the um, all the art, all the the board with the game boards moving, and there's some very satisfying feeling about hitting someone's face with a big minion, right? <laughs> the sound that it yes. makes and like the sensation there. Making like, the, the board of, shake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, of course, that I really like that about it. And uh, I just felt like the way it played just was really nice. You, did, you don't have to shuffle your deck, which is something that physical mm. TCGs, you know, gets pretty irritating. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, yeah. the online aspect of it, I also loved because well, going to tournaments is fun. It's also very stressful uh, to play in person and, you know, have, be in that kind of environment. Like, it's, it's way more relaxing and chill to like, play at your house. Sure. You can still enjoy the game. Well, I noticed you have a, a little cat castle behind you there, so you get to hang out with your cats and play your card games. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of hanging out with a bunch of sweaty nerds. Yeah. <laughs> and games are much shorter as well, so that's also appealing. Hey, listen, I have two cats, and I refer to them as sweaty nerds when I'm okay. calling them. <laughs> some sweaty nerdy cats. In unison. I just go, sweaty nerds, it's food time. <laughs> and they come running. That's cute. I am... I am instantly more drawn to any streamer that has a cat tree behind them uh, if anyone's out there wondering how you get my eyeballs on your stream it's have a cat tree i'm like ooh, animals yeah exactly so you stream for f2k i'm kind of curious you know what, what it's like streaming for a team it's awesome it's it's just i can't say anything anything bad about it it definitely when i joined f2k made my stream real i think it was <laughs> you know it was not so legit before then, and I felt like it definitely adds a layer of, of legitimacy to it. And you get, uh, when you join, you just immediately get like a support network of all these awesome people that have all this experience and they know what they're doing and they're friendly. Like, F2K is very welcoming and super friendly team, very supportive. And you kind of feel like you're part of something on Twitch instead of kind of being alone in the sea of, of broadcasters. That's great, and I, I mentioned at the top of the show as part of the intro that you're you're you know you're slaying folks in, at Legend Rank in, in both ladders. But you know, I, I tuned in just this morning, watched your stream for a bit, and you're pretty you're really high up in uh, uh, standard ranked right now. Uh, and uh, it seemed like you were pretty high up in wild as well. Do you have any any tips for aspiring legend climbers out there? Because you you are quite consistent. Thank you. I I think that. Yeah, I've been pretty consistent for a while now, and that's something that I really, really put a lot of effort into, so thank you. And, yeah, I haven't played Wild for a while now, but when the, the whole Wild Open thing was going on, I, I did kind of use that as a catalyst to get into the format. And when I try something, I'm a tryer. I'm very, um, I don't know, determined, so I spent a lot of time on Wild to try to, like, learn the format and i obviously knew most of the cards but there were some that well a i haven't played it forever and b some cards i've never seen at the time so that yeah that's really true coming in late you probably looked and you're like huh lotheb huh what is this <laughs> thing that makes all this stuff awesome? <laughs> that's such a great card i briefly played lotheb when i first started but yeah pretty much mm, but yeah today um lately i'm doing mostly just only standard pretty much for the last few months especially since rise of shadows has come out i haven't really wanted to pick up gen and baku again <laughs> i do not yeah. blame you it's not it's not as pervasive as it was but there's still like um 
the odd paladin is pretty popular and wild right now. And then of course, big priest is, you know, everyone's always going right. to complain about that, but it's, I feel like it's actually gotten pretty good after rise of shadows. Cause a couple of new yeah. archetypes started to happen. And there's a lot of Reno decks right now too, which is always interesting. So my favorite wild deck was Q block. And mm. that's what I finished rank three wild with <laughs> a couple months ago. Legend. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> really? You like Q block? Yeah. Hey, Q-Block. Yeah. <laughs> Great and wild. Have you tried the wild version? <laughs> yeah, the wild version is actually really interesting. Really good. Yeah, it's you wild. run some cards that you wouldn't really expect either. Uh, like since Demons and stuff is in there. Uh, it's, it's Well, yeah, and then Malganus, you just make like 12 Malgani over the course of the game. <laughs> I, I, would, I would definitely expect yeah. Malganus if I'm running a cube. Like, oh, I can have more than one Malganus? I think I'm going to put him in my deck. Yeah. And then you go ban them all back. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so I finished Rank 3 Wild Legend with that, but after that I had to play well. And right now I'm currently um, in Top 50 Standard Legend, which is what happened this morning, which was a really fun stream with nice. Connor. What's the motivation, by the way, for Ladder now that it doesn't earn you HCT? <laughs> what, like, uh, is it just as a streamer? Like, that number is good? Oh, yeah. I mean, I just personally, like... It doesn't count for HCT points, but honestly, I've never really gone out hard for HCT points mm-hmm. anyway. Um, I guess, like, I'm playing the game, so my mentality is, like, I want to play the best that I can, and I want to play at the highest level that I can, no matter what. Just, I mean, I think it's better content. I think it's more enjoyable to watch High Legend. Personally, when I watch streams, I'm like, we're watching High Legend streams. So that's just... I'm naturally competitive, too, <laughs> so I naturally just want to yeah. win games, but... I think that's the interesting thing, though, that when they decided to make that transition, there was like a sigh of relief from some people. And there was also a what's going to be the point of ladder kind of question from a lot yeah. of other people. And for sure, like a pro player, maybe the, now the tournaments are going to be a lot more important. But for a streamer, I think the legend ladder still matters quite a bit. So It's still a journey that, um, you know, viewers want to watch and the streamers that invested in the whole time. And it's about the climb. So it's, yeah. you gotta have a goal or, or even if that goal is just a personal goal. Did you do any of the, uh, the qualifier tournaments, the specialist format qualifier online stuff? Yeah, I actually did play in a couple of them. Uh, the weekend, like the last weekend I was like, okay, well, you know, it's the last weekend to qualify for Vegas. So maybe I'll give a couple of these a shot. So I played like, uh, I played less than 10, so not, not as nearly as many as some people. I can't remember the exact number. Probably like around six. Okay. Yeah, I know some people were grinding the hell out of those things, and it sounded kind of painful because apparently everyone was bringing Control Warrior, and you were getting like 10, 12-hour tournaments. Um, I played in the, the last one, the very last, or one of the ones the very last day I made top four, and I played for 13 hours. Oh, my God. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> and then you got like five packs, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, you can, uh, you know. So what are your thoughts on the current Hearthstone competitive system? Like specialist, masters, all of it. Do you think that it's a good move away from what they were doing with the tour? Um, honestly, I, I wish it was more accessible to more people or that there was some sort of system through which to qualify. I mean, there is the Cubs, but they're pretty unrealistic, especially for people that have, you know, a full-time job. Uh, 
to do. Because well, you don't think everyone has 13 hours to grind out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. And like, I play Hearthstone for my job because like yeah. even me playing in one of these is not a good use of my time, really. Sure. Right? It's, you had to not stream, I'm assuming, right? Right, exactly. Because especially because during the, the cup, the downtime is like an hour and a half between rounds, and oh, you've got to stream them on a delay. So first of all, doing a 13 hour stream is not uh, something you like want to be doing every day. Uh, if you were to stream it, second of all, you you have to do the delay, or you're wasting your time pretty much, right? Because mm-hmm. some, some one of your points is going to find you at least, yeah, <laughs> minimum. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't think it's good streaming content, basically, I guess is what I'm saying. What about the specialist format? What, what are your thoughts? Um, I I don't know. I There are things I like about it, and there are things that I don't. I like it as a concept. I'm not sure if it completely is where it should be, maybe because of some issues we have with the format and, uh, you know, Rogue and Warrior being just so dominant and polarizing. Sure. But, yeah, that's the thing. It's hard to beat. You can beat one, but yeah. to make one deck that beats both is really difficult. Right? right. And when I say I played six cups, I would say, I mean, like, at least half, like three of them, at least. I just quit after the first round because, you know, I played Warrior and I hit a Mage, or I played Rogue and I hit a Warrior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's not worth playing out the whole rest of the cup because, uh, you know, it's not the high chance to make it to the end. And it just takes so long that you're just like, okay, next. Like, I hit a bad matchup round one, next cup. So even with the ability to, like, tech your deck and stuff, it's still, like, when you just happen to hit the wrong matchup, it just still feels bad and not worth keep going? Right. I think that's because there aren't that many hard techs in Hearthstone. And even if there are some, for example, like, you know, I mean, you guys play Hearthstone, and if you have one card in your deck, there's most games you're probably not going to see that card. Sure. Anyway. Oh. It's like, oh, I put Harrison in. And you're like, well, yeah. I didn't draw Harrison. Didn't, I, well, didn't matter. For like, I put four weapon removal cards in and didn't draw <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, so it's not, Harrison is by nature not really a consistent game. Do you think that the problem is only five cards being able to be changed? What if it was like 10 cards? Because then you could kind of like completely change your archetype, right? Within the class. Mm-hmm. I think that that would definitely make a difference if you could change your archetype, right? I, yeah. Because you can't really change your archetype with five cards. You can only really just tech for another archetype. And then, yeah, yeah. you're right. Maybe not draw those tech cards. So. Right, because Hearthstone doesn't have... Like, Pokemon, for example, this would work extremely well in because the game is full of cards that allow you to, number one, search your deck, mm. and number two, shuffle your deck. And, and you know, kind of cycle through it. But Yeah, not a lot of tutors in Hearthstone. <laughs> I, would, I was just about to say, I think, you know, if, if we're going to stick with this format, I would like to see more tutor, tutor effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. What, what is the format in Pokemon, by the way? What is it a single deck format? Yes, it's, it is a single deck format, best of three. No sideboard. No sideboard? Yep. Just play three times? Mm-hmm. Okay. But you're limited to a time of 50 minutes for all three of those games. For all three games, yeah. Which Hearthstone could also implement, I think. Maybe it'd be hard to. I, I don't know how. I mean, there's no existing support for it in client. But. I was going to say, so how does that actually work in Pokemon? Like, how do they limit the amount of time you're spending on a round? Like, what happens when you hit 50 minutes? Is it just like... You're done. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yeah. So how, like, how, do they, how do they decide too. a winner? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you get 50 minutes and plus three turns. So at the end of 50 minutes, three turns. Whoever's turn it is, it's turn zero. Then turn one, two, and three. So, um, but basically this 
introduces ties and and, and yeah. draws into the system. So but you use the Swiss format, right? So yes, Swiss exactly. So um, but but Open Cups also use Swiss for some reason, which they don't probably need to. But I guess that's another um, aspect yeah, that Open Cups do, might be better being single limb. Yeah, single limb with 128 players, it'll still take forever, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> so, but yeah, in Pokemon, so like, say I win game one, you win game two. Um, and we don't finish game three. That's a tie. Mm-hmm. No matter who's winning game three. Okay. And, yeah. So it just don't that game. It just doesn't count. So the person who's winning is trying to go real fast. And the other yes. person is oh, like, yeah. it's like, no. Down. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Say I win game one and we don't finish game two, which happens a lot as well. Cause there are slow decks and small decks. Then I win the series. If mm-hmm. I'm the only person that had won a game. Yeah. I think in Hearthstone, one of the issues is that you get the same amount of rope every single turn and every player just uses the whole rope regardless because they're trying not to give out information right Mm -hmm. or you could have like a shorter rope with a certain number of timeouts so that when i have a very complicated turn i could give myself a little extra time and you'd shorten the game times immensely right like we don't need a minute and a half on turn two totally agree um turn two is shorter not the right yeah they did one and two one and two are shorter Oh, two is also shorter? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's just make three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys remember a while ago when uh, one of the Hearthstone devs made that tweet? Like, what would you like to say, see different or change? Oh, Ixar, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember that. that. Oh, my God. Do you want to talk about seeing more replies <laughs> than you've ever seen? Yeah, I did one. I did a reply. And yeah. that was one of my points was, was advocating for shorter terms. I think that all the turns could just be a lot shorter. Um, I think that's actually when I first came across you is I saw you tweeted like kind of a long, like here's all the things that I want to see changed. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is a good list right here. Yeah, thank you. Any yeah. other changes while we're on the subject like that you're particularly passionate about that you'd like to see come to Hearthstone? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, didn't, I don't know. You only has an hour, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so uh, you mentioned one, like top three. What are, what are two other changes you'd really like to see come to the game? Well, when I wrote that, I think my number one was Ken and Baku, like everybody else. So they, they sure. already took care of that. That happened, yeah. Um, oh, but I'm feeling, I feel like I'm the spot right now. But yeah, the shorter turn thing would, would definitely be great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured while we're on the subject. You didn't even use the rope on that answer. (laughs) 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 Enter. Yeah. Nice. Uh, All right, let's talk about uh, some of the specific stuff that that, uh, you have done. The other place that I do remember you coming across, and I I became a little more familiar with you, uh, was the WSOE tournament, which was the the 16-player... It was 16, right? All invite, all women. And um, that was kind of a big talking point on Reddit for a while and all this stuff. And obviously there was some, some pretty crappy takes on that, but I'm just curious what your experience was like at that tournament. It seemed like everybody had a really good time. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The tournament was really great and it was super awesome that, you know, that they did it the way that they did. Oh, man, it's, it's a big, big thing. I guess it's a big experience. It's like, most surreal thing I've ever been a part of, for sure. The production we, value was insane <laughs> on that yeah. tournament. I don't think any of us were expecting that at all because <laughs> none of us were familiar with WSOE beforehand. Mm-hmm. So we got there and they, you know, we spent, I think we got there like two days early or three days early before the tournament. And 
one of the days was like our media day and walkthrough of what was going to happen. So we all got back on the back of the stage and kind of hit us like, wow, this is a, a serious It's like production. a big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we practiced like, you know, walking out and like hitting the button and like smoke will come and then you'll walk this way. <laughs> and so I think all of us were kind of like, we're in over our heads though. But it was the first time I think most of us had been in that situation other than, you know, the casters and mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you had to do things like, like, okay, stand here and look menacing and yeah. we'll that way we can put it up on the screen yeah. while you're having your match. Yeah. So we, we did like the photo shoot, but uh, they were apparently also like recording video during yeah. it, which we also <laughs> didn't know. So when, when it shows the videos of us, we didn't know we were being recorded. Just thought we were being recorded. <laughs> okay. That's how they get you to act natural. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that was uh, something. But, <laughs> and, and, and I think that, yeah, it was a great experience. But obviously the whole thing was kind of had a, a black mark or like a negative cast to it because of the nerfs that happened right before it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that happened. You right. guys had to resubmit decks, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Um, they gave us a small time extension, like three hours. <laughs> uh, you had all your decks by the way it was yeah. a nine deck tournament too yeah, yeah. right <laughs> so and yeah they only nerfed you know cards from a couple classes shaman or not shaman but chain gang so shaman and, <laughs> yeah shutterwalk got yeah shutterwalk got hit yeah <laughs> yeah and druid and, and king's rain rogue which i mean those are it i i don't like to talk about it i definitely sound like i'm complaining but those are like three of my main decks that i played extensively Oh, no. Like, you know, I practiced hours and hours and hours of those three decks mainly because they had, I felt that they had a higher skill cap than a lot of the format, which was the rest was, you know, odd paladin. Like, well, the trick on that tournament was to find the decks that weren't going to get banned, right? And have those be the good ones. Because didn't you have like a ban pick phase type thing where you like pick sort a class, band a class and all that? Yeah, you had to have a strategy behind it, but you weren't going to just, it wasn't as simple as ban every good deck, right? And you get to play the bad decks. It was sure. more like you would be left with a certain amount of decks and you had to maneuver it so that certain decks made it through. But you also had to change your plan on the fly because you don't know what your opponent's going to ban because you don't know their lineup. And their lineup is, their bans are based on what their lineup is weak against. You can't like rely on Hunter and then suddenly like just don't. No, no, no. But since it was alternating picks and bans, so like ban one, pick one, or ban two, pick two, you could get your some of your good decks through, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, if my opponent doesn't ban Shutterwalk in their first ban, I could choose it, Mm -hmm. and then I get a good deck in my lineup. So it wasn't really as simple as like if the bans didn't happen simultaneously. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you'd have kind of like half good decks and half bad decks, mm-hmm. I guess. You would have yeah, kind of sounds like the opposite of specialist, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, like you have to bring well. everything and then pick and ban versus bring one thing <laughs> and then yeah. know it real good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you kind of had to to know how to play every class, which I did like that aspect of it. But yeah, the whole thing was just definitely made it so much more difficult. I mean, unless you already planned on, for example, bringing even Shaman over Shutterwalk and you had already prepared your lineup based around that fact. Uh, but, like, for me, I had, you know, five hours and no time to sleep to change it and to decks that I was less experienced with. 
didn't work with my overall strategy, etc. So <laughs> I had to, I ended up changing six out of my nine decks. I had to change wow. to entirely different Goodness. archetypes just because the, the different, the aggro decks we were pretty much left with, like didn't fit with the rest of my lineup. That's intense. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You were able to win one of your matches, though, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, my, my very first match, I was 3-0'd by Thebes because, uh-huh. uh, you know, perfect Murloc curve is really hard to deal with. Mm. It was, I remember it didn't go on stream, but it was pretty brutal, so I'm glad. Uh, it was like, <laughs> yeah, glad you know, going to see that one. Literally three games in a row, turn one tide color, turn two rock pool, turn three. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And I would die by turn six every game, even though I was playing odd, like odd warrior. It's like I got odd warrior control mage through, and I was like, "Yes, got this! I can easily, you know, this is good for me." You couldn't and beat Merlax with odd warrior. <laughs> no, <it was> that <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One drops are real good sometimes. I'm glad I didn't go on stream, but also kind of wish I had the replay because you know, <laughs> people could see what happened. But see how ridiculous it was. <laughs> it was really crazy. Um, it was very crazy. And then I ended up winning really close series against Nayara and then losing a very close series against Patra. I did feel I had the hardest group in the tournament. That is tough. Yeah. Patra <laughs> yeah. ended up, uh, scoring, I believe. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Patra teams, Nayara and me. That was a group. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, so I was familiar with you at that point. Uh, Shandyland, I actually, she used to play in these little mini tournaments with me in San Francisco all the time. Uh, and that was the first time I'd seen her name pop up again in a while. That, that tournament was also interesting because you guys had the uh, the overkill bounty and... Like, they told us about that like right bounty. before we started playing. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you think I would have changed your deck choices? Because I remember... <laughs> Hafu tried to like way overkill somebody with the, uh, with the FPS priest or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ended up not finishing get the kill. <laughs> like I remember. Get through. Yeah, yeah. So that did that does change things. It was an interesting tournament. I really enjoyed it. It was definitely interesting. <laughs> Would you go back and do it again? The exact same like deja vu style or like no nerves, like we know the, the format going in, or like either or <laughs> 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 maybe if you were to just repeat the same experience possibly no but if it were maybe a little different yes that's right uh so what it was so I, I know that you've tweeted since then and we don't have to like spend too long on this but this was the first like all women tournament that i can remember mm-hmm. uh and what are your thoughts going forward like do you think that more of these types of things need to happen or does this something else need to happen to see more because we have now in this grandmasters format one female competitor out of 48 yeah uh how do we how do we increase that number how do we get that number to be more than one wse was actually not the first all-female hearthstone tournament um wesg has been on for two years actually Uh, i guess i just never came across that one so not quite as highly publicized i guess yeah. But it has a qualifying system instead of being an invitational. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played in it last year. I played this year too as well. And last year I was submitted to America's finals and I got to travel to China to compete there. Um, but what, 
Okay, so the question is, what do we need to do to increase the number of female competitors? Just, just, yeah, make it more. Um, I, I think there's like obviously like there's a, there's a lot to unpack here, and you could say mm, things like. Yeah. Like women just aren't trying as hard as guys or women are, you know what I mean? Like there's like the things people keep saying and you're like, I don't think any of these are the answer to the entire reason why you see less representation, right? Like there, I think there's a lot of factors going on, but I mean, is there something that you think we could like maybe focus on? Mm-hmm. Like some place uh, to start, you know? It depends on who, like that who could focus on um, the, the players, the community, tournament organizers, or... Yeah, there you go. Too much to attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like who's supposed to answer this question? Yeah. yeah. But it's like if you you you'd be able to do an entire show about it. And yeah. actually I we I just did have a conversation with Cora Teeves and Edelweiss on a, a different podcast and the episode went on for two hours and oh my we, God. Didn't, even, we didn't even finish talking basically. <laughs> okay. Well let's let's uh let's pimp that out. Let's like tell people where they can listen to that conversation because yeah, but it's going to be on Coin Concede. But okay. Uh, oh, good but. to know. Okay, so everyone go check out Coin Concede. That's that's not trying to advertise another podcast. No, no, no. It's no, totally no, fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> we, uh, we, we asked a loaded question, and if the answer sure. to that loaded question is on another podcast, please by all means promote that other podcast. Yeah, but um, it was an interesting conversation, and it was really good to be a part of that conversation. But there's a lot of different a lot of different factors, you know, as you guys are just saying. But yeah, we go really like really in depth on it there. But okay. it, there's things that we can all do as a community. There's things that tournament organizers can do, like deliberately um, record, like finding women who don't you know see the the spotlight for like because different reasons. I mean, people say like, oh, girls aren't interested. There are no female competitors, like you said, but there are. We just sure. don't know them because they don't get as much attention. Uh, because you know, for whatever reason, they're not included in some of these things that we do. And also, there are many, many barriers that women face when trying to become part of a gaming community, as I've experienced twice over now in Pokemon and in Hearthstone. Personally, experienced. So mm-hmm. um, that's an issue as well. And yeah, a lot of different things. Yeah, I've had the same conversation with people when it comes to things like audio engineering and stuff when I was in school for that. And there's just so many fields where it's just the barrier just to get started is... It's hard for anybody, right? right. Yeah. And so it's hard for anyone to become a pro Hearthstone player. It's Absolutely. something that does not happen to every person who goes for it. Uh, and if you think about the fact that, you know, women were socially conditioned, you know, to not want to be or feel like they were welcome in these kind of spaces. That's just another kind of barrier that we have to jump over and keep going and like push through or break through, you know, whatever terminology mm-hmm. you want to use. So I can be more welcoming is what you're saying. <laughs> That's what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll work. Uh, yeah. I'm going to work on that. Support your uh, female streamers yes. and players. And just generally like, even if it seems like, catering to I think I think male players that go out of their way to make women feel equal and respected and welcome in the community definitely help a lot with, with the issue so thank you Hell yeah! Well, thanks for taking the time to <laughs> to to, answer, to to at least uh, start to answer what is a a very long conversation. Super long. Yeah, 
Yeah, it got brought up. Was it just last week or two weeks ago? And our chat room just spiraled into debatesville. So <laughs> I, I, I wish it wasn't something that needed to be debated. Sure, I like agree. it was weird. Someone had to be banned. We hardly ever ban, but yeah. Right. Like, uh, I think that most people want to see more women in gaming and want to see the women that are involved, you know, have the respect that they should. So I think we can pretty much all, I, I hope we would all be able to. Yeah. I just want to see the best players. And I know that there's a lot of women out there who are part of that group of the best players, right? And just aren't actually on my screen yet. Um, yes, maybe don't, haven't got the opportunity yet to shine. Yeah. Like I look at like magic, you know, magic tournaments, and there's a lot of like really strong female players who the mythic are and consistently oh, making, you know, so great. And stuff, so. Yeah. 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 It's Definitely. just odd that I'm. I've, I just find it odd that we still have to talk about it. Like you said, I'm, I'm annoyed that it still needs to be yeah, debated at this point. Um, that's kind of where, where I always kind of fall on it. But, well, rad. Everyone should definitely go check out that episode of Coin Concede when it, when it goes live. So uh, with that in mind, there are uh, some new things happening in the world of Hearthstone that we would like to get your thoughts on, Nicolina, especially talk about like there was a big interview with uh, some of the pros in regards to Specialist and Grandmaster, also single player mode coming out pretty soon. But before we do that, I want to take a quick break and thank one of our sponsors today, HelloFresh, for sponsoring this episode of The Angry Chicken. Uh, They make conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes. I can attest to this because I I have made many HelloFresh recipes and they are edible, even though I made them, despite my horrendous lack of cooking skills. So you should check them out over at HelloFresh.com slash TAC80. Also, eh, maybe use the code TAC80. More on that in a second. But if you're unfamiliar, uh, fresh pre-measured ingredients and easy to follow six-step pictured recipe cards. That's right. There's pictures are delivered to your door each week in a special insulated box. And if you're like me and you live in the godly hot state of Florida, that insulated box comes in handy because I can't always answer my door right away and things are still cold. Oh, that's right, Nicolina, you live in Florida. Hot. Oh, I know. <laughs> I knew I liked you. People in Florida understand. <laughs> Florida people. <laughs> hey, man, the first, the first time you have to fight a snake for your Hello Fresh box, you'll understand. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. I'm embellishing. Uh, All meals come together in 30 minutes max. uh, Call for less than two pots and pans and require minimal cleanup. That's a lot more time for Hearthstone, y'all. Or, you know, while you wait for... I've actually found all these recipes can be played while playing Hearthstone. Oh, I, I, could, I could make everything and have my heart sent up on my phone. We, we should talk time. to talk to HelloFresh to oh, add that. Time to take my rogue turns. <laughs> we should talk to HelloFresh right. and get them to add that as a little tip, like in the bottom exactly. corner. If you can equip waggle pick, hit face, all in between making your uh, lamb chops. <laughs> While you wait for your water to boil, play a Murloc Shaman game. Uh, on top of all this, there's three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. And there's the option to switch between them. So if your tastes change, you can switch which plan you're on. And uh, if you haven't heard us talk about HelloFresh before, we're big fans of it here on The Angry Chicken. If you follow Dills and I on Instagram, you've probably seen some photos of the food we're making with HelloFresh because I'm not going to speak for you, Dills, but HelloFresh recipes are the only food I make that's worthy of taking a picture of. Because Sometimes without those... I throw my bowl of cereal up on Instagram <laughs> in between my HelloFresh box. Fair, fair, but go check it out. I think next week there's a, a beef bulgogi bowl, which I have had before, and I love these, these bulgogi bowls, so... If you're thinking about it, that sounds like a made-up word. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever? It sounds like Michael Scott in uh, in 
ordering gab- gabagool. <laughs> we we get Korean barbecue every BlizzCon, Jocelyn. What are you talking about? It's made up. Can word. I get beef bulgogi, please? <laughs> I have no idea what I'm eating. I just put it in my mouth and it's delicious. Oh, hey, oh. I guess that, you, that is Korean barbecue with a group. You're just kind of like, what's that? I don't know. Here it is. But... Uh, check them out because you can get $80 off your first month of HelloFresh when you go to HelloFresh.com slash TAC80 and enter the code TAC80. It's $20 off your first four boxes just by going to HelloFresh.com slash TAC80 and entering the code TAC80. We thank them for their support. We thank you for going to HelloFresh.com slash TAC80. Now let's get into this week's Hearthstone news. Good news, everyone. (laughs) If you are like me and you've been sitting around going, how have we not heard about single player yet? Well, uh, Dave Kosak got in uh, to the Hearthstone subreddit and in true announcement of announcement fashion, uh, let us know that an announcement should land this Thursday and to expect a new video from the team detailing how we are going to be battling our way through Dalaran. So that's all the news. The only news we have is that there is news coming. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like a couple weeks after the expansion launch. But yeah, I thought they forgot about it completely. <laughs> I mean, I Whatever. didn't think they forgot about it, but yeah, I was sitting here going, why Why are we waiting so long? I mean, I guess it's yeah. giving, it, it's giving like, you know, normal Hearthstone, like playing the ladder and playing arena, like giving it a little more time to breathe, I guess, before kind of the community as a whole dives into single player. Nicolina, are you a, are you a single player fan? Is that the, the kind of thing that you dive into like day one when it's out or is it something you kind of just move over to at some point? Um, I still haven't played the last two or three single player. <laughs> oh, yes. you're, you're like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm guess, but I don't really, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't really like single player. I really like the first, you know, deck building one that uh, there was. What was that? Which one? Um, the very first one that, that was deck building was uh, was dungeon runs. Dungeon run, yeah. That one was really good. I actually I didn't play it until like you know way after, maybe after. It was very fresh but, at the time, right? Yeah, it was it was cool, and I enjoyed that, and I completed that one, and I was like, ooh. But I I haven't even completed like the older ones, like the, uh, beyond like unlocking cards that were playable in mm-hmm. standard. <laughs> um, but I, I never even finished any of it besides dungeon run yeah i think that's the only one i ever completed well the, the yeah, other kind of going back. i have to card back yeah <laughs> puzzle labs i think we kind of all agreed on the show was really cool because it was very different but the other two deck building uh single players that they put out are very similar to dungeon run so all of us kind of fizzled on that pretty quick yeah um, as I, i've gone back and done uh like like i just basically whenever i'm not Somewhere where I know I can complete a full game of Hearthstone and I want to play some Hearthstone, I'll do like their old heroic stuff. So I'm almost done with League of Explorers. I just finished Black Rock Mountain. I've only got, I think, Karazhan left or something, but yeah, it's um, like fun to do here and there, but it's not something that I just sit down and go, I'm going to finish this right now. Yeah. I, I liked the Puzzle Labs, but I also didn't complete it. I probably did like half of it or just, you know, the, the wings that appealed to me, like... Mm-hmm. You got a ladder to get to. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I'm not a single player game person in general. So. It you looks like, like somebody else. Yeah. You know, what's the fun of the game if you're not Yeah, no, that's, that's me too. That's why I like play like pool and all that kind of stuff. Like, I need yeah, someone exactly. across the table for me that I can beat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I'm just kidding. That's not really. <laughs> it looks like this was announced today. I must have missed it earlier because it did go up a little bit ago. They're doing a stream on May 14th and 15th where they said, quote, eight of your favorite creators will battle it out in a two-day event showing off the unreleased Hearthstone Soul Adventure. So it's also not going to be out next Tuesday. Hmm. Mm. So that's odd. I'm going to... I mean, I expect Frodan to do some sort of Twitch Rivals thing around this. Right, right. But that's kind of strange doing a stream because that kind of spoils the surprise of what you're going to be going up against. Yeah, if they do it before it's released to the general public, that's a little awkward. That is very (laughs) strange. I mean, for the dungeon run and and the puzzle labs, because those are the two I actually played, I... Even since I started it late, I like didn't I avoided watching content because I didn't want to see anyone do it before I tried to do it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I remember people streaming the puzzle labs, and I was just like, "Why? Yeah, why would I want the to answer. Watch, <laughs> yeah, why would I want to watch somebody else figure it out? Yeah. I want to figure it out. I guess if you have no interest in, in it yourself, it's probably yeah. very entertaining to watch your favorite streamers try and figure it out." For the first yes. time, and but. probably like solve things as a group big community thing to do as a chat room sort of thing. Yeah, I can get that, but I wanted to play it, so I didn't watch yeah. those. But I can completely if understand was, if it's not your jam that it would be pretty amusing to watch somebody bang their head against some of those puzzles. If I was streaming it, I would be telling chat not to say anything though. So like, I you know, <laughs> all well, things just, seem counterintuitive. You just minimize your chat and let them let them figure it out yeah. themselves and feel smarter than you. I mean, that's that's so fine. stream without looking at my chat. No, thank you. <laughs> uh fair fair but yeah so uh not gonna be out next week but i would i would assume probably the following week if they're gonna have a stream to hype it so probably uh, probably 21st i'm 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 calling it 21st is when at least the first wing will be be hitting unless they're gonna do like a weird thursday release or something but uh anyways uh, friend of the show, Cam Shea. Uh, we we highlight Cam Shea articles on IGN pretty often because Cam Shea seems to always be asking questions we want to know the answers to. Uh, sat down with Hunter Ames, Just Saying, Buddy Hopper, and Ike uh, at the uh, at the, the championship from last week. Uh, and this article is up on IGN if you want to go see the entire thing. But kind of gathered their thoughts on specialist format and a little bit into grandmasters. And there are some really good, deep, nuanced answers in here. Uh, and we are not going to recant them word for word, so I would recommend going and reading it. Um, but kind of the the general gist from everyone interviewed in this article was that they all seemed equally skeptical of specialist, while at the same time being intrigued about the heavier emphasis on deck teching. Uh, the big outlier here between these four pros was Ike, who seemed pretty down on or not i mean sorry down with specialists as down a, with all for it, it. Not down on it. <laughs> all for it not down on it yes yeah, yeah that was a bad bad choice of words but yes uh, i was specialist i definitely stuck out while reading through this as a as a big kind of supporter of the specialist format well he's the shaman guy right so he's like hey i get to play shaman okay not now <laughs> yeah not now not right at this moment he can't. well <laughs> you can play control shaman but you're gonna lose uh, yeah <laughs> yeah you're going to lose. Yeah, you're going to get run over by the rogues. You can put all the oozes in you want. You're still going to get run over by the rogues. Yeah, I, I, I didn't... wonder if the locket crawler was a thing again, if you could beat the rogues consistently. The locket crawler is not in the format, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. If we had something like that. If we oh, had okay. something like that, yeah. yeah. We just don't anymore, right? There's no pirate counter anymore. So mm-hmm. What do you do? You just lose. We, we <laughs> thought we didn't need it anymore. Turns out... Mm-hmm. 
would yeah, be kind but of good I still hate that kind of card personally. Um, I just think right now Rogue is just a little overtuned in the classic set, right? So if we do some stuff with that, then maybe we'll have a fun specialist mode. But I think specialists could be really fun if you actually got to play the classes that you wanted to play. Like if Hearthstone, there's always going to be a like best deck, but if things were a little bit closer together, then you know, like people wouldn't feel like they had to play Rogue and had to play Warrior. Cause I know like even before the rotation. Hunter was dominating. So that's my big worry with specialists is that we're not going to see a whole lot of different classes and different matchups being highlighted. And I think that from a viewer perspective, that's going to get really old really fast. Well, they can't dick around with balance anymore if they're going to give us this format, right? Like yeah. They can't go, hey, things are kind of okay. And yeah, we know there's a best deck, but that's all right. Because you can count like you can't do that anymore if you're going to give us this as your competitive format. D- you Dils, better D- you, you go said in it, and actually balance all the class. You said it all <laughs> wrong. Your an- their answer is supposed to be we are monitoring it and keeping an eye. <laughs> that's what we yeah, always. I, I think of, of this format. So I, I guess that's my feeling too. I do like it, um, but it does require a very, a, a maybe a little bit more balanced. Yeah. Setup. Like they just have to be more active with their with their small tweaky balance yeah. changes, right? And if they do that, then that's okay because you just want there to be representation of at least like yeah, okay, we just had this tournament last weekend. I don't know if you watched it, Nicolina, but I think it was eleven of the twelve players had rogue and then Sam had hunter. And, and that was, was it. There was two hundred and one warrior. Okay, sure. So nine out of twelve. All right. And that's just silly. And we basically and then all the all the people weren't even using their secondary and tertiary decks. No. They were just playing their main deck. Right, because there's pretty games. much optimal list, right? And yeah. mm-hmm. They're like, this is my best list. I'm going to play this three times. Yeah. Yeah. Techs don't really matter. There's not a tech that's, you know, going to make one matchup mm-hmm. suddenly a win. Yeah. Really. Yeah, so we just watched, like, the same deck against the same deck three times in a row, and sometimes it was just, I don't know, it was... I mean, Rogue versus Rogue is there is some interest going on there because it's a very tempo based matchup, a lot of back and forth and stuff. So it's not like it's a boring matchup to watch, but generally it's like who gets raiding party with a prep and who gets waggle pick with a couple of three three times. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> oh, did you yeah, get coin? Yeah. <laughs> literally done. Well, the thing is, like, even if the even if the mirror match is interesting to watch, it might be interesting to watch the first time. But then, at least in the old conquest and last year's standing formats, you had a couple of other matchups to break it up before you might see that mirror match again. If your whole entire tournament is rogue mirror matches, people yeah. are not going to watch that. You're good. Like everyone's going to get bored eventually. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I, like my gut reaction is that well, there's we're talking about two two separate issues here. One is like, is there an issue with the meta? Uh, look more and more it's coming up yes and it's rogue uh but also the other i think the other question is is there an issue with a specialist format and you know if you if you deal with the balance is suddenly specialist not as big of a problem but going forward like down the road hearthstone has typically historically always had one particularly strong deck that eventually at the speed of team five gets dealt with um but when it before it until it is dealt with, it's going to be a recurring issue in specialists that whatever the current strong deck is is what is filling up the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think we just need to see more action 
consistently and that'll make specialists okay. There's one um, one one thing that came up in this interview that, that multiple of these players that were interviewed brought up uh, that they would like more games, like instead of best of three, a best of five, and so on and so forth. And and to me, as as not a pro, as someone who's no interest in going pro, ever playing a specialist tournament, just as a spectator, my gut reaction is, please no, I do not want to watch the same matchup five times because, yes, single deck formats work in other tournaments or in other card games, but I look at something like Magic and I'm like, well, yeah, but there's a lot more variance because of getting mana screwed or mana flooding. Um, you don't have that so much in Hearthstone. Yeah, you can draw like your curve backwards and it stinks, but it's a lot less common. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, like, I understand, I think I understand where the pros are coming from, but my gut reaction as a spectator is, oh my God, that sounds unwatchable. <laughs> Yeah. I didn't watch the specialist tournament, but yeah, I mean, it's partially because I just, like you just said, I'm not interested in watching Rogue Mirrors. Yep. Yeah. I know how they play out. And it's, You're like, I could be playing like, Rogue Mirror right now yeah. instead of watching one. So, not exciting at all. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't so. have like, so the world's decks, you know, you have like, yeah, I had to bring four different decks. So some people brought unexpected stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, look at Ike's Crazy Druid, for example. That's probably not going to happen so much anymore. That's true. You're not going to see any weird outliers. You're just yeah. going to see it's it, you know even if they're not bringing the number one deck, it's going to be the number two deck, right? If it's not that, it'll be the number. And the two number deck. two you're deck. You're not going to see four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. right? Like at all. And, and the number two deck you're probably going to see all the time because it's probably the counter to the number one deck. The number one deck. <laughs> so I, but then, okay, so like if I'm, you know, so Ike's point is like, oh, I get to be a single class player, right? But like, let's say right now, like I'm a paladin guy. Well, then I'm just not a tournament guy right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's... Well, I think that playing, being able to play all the different classes is really crucial to being a good Hearthstone player. Um for me, a good Hearthstone player can do well with, with every class. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, not ones that are currently bad. Like, <laughs> <but> <laughs> the class doesn't have a good deck. That means. But I mean, like, so if Crease is the best deck, I think that a good player is going to know how to do well with it. And therefore not be stuck in a situation like, oh, I only play Hunter, so I can't, you know, yeah. fill out the rest of my lineup with other decks. So I kind of don't like that. That's less than that stack now because I think it's definitely more challenging to play four different decks than it is to play one. But at the same time, well, yeah, I, that's I guess definitely what I think. But well, what, what do you think about? Because uh, we've talked about this on the show that if the the world champion would have to not only be good at multiple decks but multiple formats in Hearthstone, uh, and like be able to like you know at the at the world championships you'd have an arena phase, a wild phase, and then a standard phase. Yeah. And then you get like points for each thing, and then the winner would be the person who did best in all the formats. Well, this is kind of interesting. For I mean, it'd be good for you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but in we were talking about Pokemon earlier, and Pokemon TCG, they also have two formats: mm-hmm. standard and expanded. They call it. So expanded has everything. It's a huge format, though. It has like everything from like so many sets in it, and you don't have to play both format at the world championships but throughout the year you do because about half the tournaments are standard and about half of them are expanded so to get all your points together you're gonna have to play both formats ah interesting and there are players in that game that are better at one or the other but for the most part you know you have to be able to do decently well at both formats so i think that's it shakes it up a bit for viewers too because they're not always having to you know watch the the deck that's dominant and standard like we're saying Mm -hmm. 
they get to watch a different format every once in a while. So. Yeah, like if I got to watch a pro tournament where they were actually like drafting, then I wouldn't have to watch a bunch of rogue mirrors. I don't know. Just <laughs> seems, that seems like that might be kind of interesting. We almost kind of had that a little bit with Hearthstone, just that they had the two different last year standing on Conquest formats. They were still standard, but sometimes it changed it up a little bit. Yeah, but not as much as really... having to play wild, but yeah, Blizzard seems <laughs> to really want to just have their one dominant format, though. Yeah. Oh, know. yeah, no, Blizzard's really leaning into it now and saying, screw you if you're not doing specialist best of three. <laughs> Wonder Galena, we, we, we know we had you for an hour. So before you go, uh, where can everybody find you? Um, well, I stream every night. I've kind of a weird stream schedule, even though I'm, you know, EST Florida. I usually start around midnight EST and go, you know, for six to eight hours, so six or eight a.m. sometimes later. At twitch.tv slash Nicolina. It's just right there. Nicolina, just exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty easy. And then my Twitter is F2K underscore Nicolina. YouTube is YouTube slash Nicolina. And Instagram, Instagram slash Nicolina. Awesome. You do that. Well, Let's search Nicolina all the places. Yeah. 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 I can't have Nicolina on Twitter, though. That's the one thing. What? Oh, uh, somebody yeah. else? Some yeah. imposter? When I started streaming, somebody had Willie Dills. Oh, um, no. And I was like, how do you have Willie and Dills? I was like, I get uh, Dills, but... I'm spoiled. What? I'm not used to people having my name on, on yeah. I eventually was able to get it, but it took a while. Nice. Well, yeah, yeah definitely no, go I'm chase. Good. Like, I've actually have watched some of your streams lately. You do come on super late, so I never make it through the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's... It's actually a good time because you're like the new crypt for me, right? Like I could put you on for a second and then just kind of pass out at some point. Uh, <laughs> right. Sometimes, the yeah, sometimes they wake up and they're like, oh, you're still here. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, you've been streaming a lot of High Legend stuff and uh, you have a pretty chill stream and, and really good playlist. Yeah. Uh, Thank a you. lot of crossover to my playlist, actually, which is yeah. kind of cool. I don't see that I, a lot. I get that. I get that a lot. A lot of people like the music I play, so. Thank you. Well, thanks for thanks coming again on for again. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was awesome to be on the show. And yeah. We'll have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Appreciate it. Oh, Rad, have a good a one. Well, before we um, move into strategy and talk about uh, the deck for this week, I do want to just quick PSA. If you want to go to BlizzCon, the first wave of BlizzCon tickets has uh, sold out in historically instant fashion. Uh, the second wave goes on sale tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Um, so good, good luck, everybody. Mm. I'm going to be on trying to help friends get tickets tomorrow night. So Yeah, I know some people who got some and said that they will probably have extras. So if that gets to that point and they say that, you know, because everybody does this, they just go on and they get as many. Whatever the max is, yeah. 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 So uh, we can probably do the same thing we did last few times where like people can do a little trading within the community. Yeah, totally. Uh, as always, if, if you are planning to go and you can't get tickets, tweet at us, whether it's at TAC Podcast, at Garrett Art, at Joss Plays Us, at Willie Dills, whoever you want to tweet at, we will retweet it and let people know that if they've got extra tickets, here are potential buyers. Yeah, because um, it sucks to like have them and then not be able to get rid of them too. You know, a lot of fine folks I find that listen to this show and shows like it uh, tend to end up with extras and are not uh, soulless scalpers. 
So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people just looking to recoup their costs. So tweet at us at TAC Podcast if you're looking for BlizzCon tickets. Um, before we move to strategy, we have one more sponsor to thank today, and that is Harry's. Listeners of this show, you can go redeem your trial set over at harrys.com slash TAC. They're such a long-running sponsor at this point. I feel like, unless this is your first episode of The Angry Chicken, you've already heard it. You've already heard us talk about how we have all converted to the Church of Harry's Razors, that we've got extras everywhere in our overnight bags, where we would normally keep razor products, you know, by the sink, but also in the shower if you're just in there and you're like, all right, chest, I'm going to the beach tomorrow. You, I'm declaring war on you. I can do it. I can do it with my, my Harry's Razor. I love it. They got that trimmer blade. The trimmer blade is great. It's so good and so precise. I'm a big yeah, fan of it. I actually have a clean neck now because of that thing. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, it's funny because uh, like before that, I'd always just kind of fail on doing this and taking care of it and making it look okay because it's just annoying to like line everything up with the regular part of the blade, right? Mm-hmm. You flip that thing around and you just get perfect every single time. Yeah, su- nice. su- super precise. I'm, I'm, uh, my neck's a little gross right now because uh, I've been lucky. <laughs> Lacking in flipping my, my razor around and using the German blade, at least on my neck. So uh, check them out. Uh, again, that trial set uh, gets you everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. It's a, it's a $13, val- $13 value trial set. You're going to get a weighted ergonomic handle, the, their fly- five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, their rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover so you can take it with you. Again, listeners of The Angry Chicken can redeem their trial set over at harrys.com slash TAC. One more time, it's harrys.com slash TAC, and you'll let them know that Tax sent you, and you'll help support the show. It's the best. You, you, you can manscape. You can ladyscape. Is there a name for that? And uh, all the while supporting. <laughs> I, I like ladyscaping. That's fine. La- ladyscaping. All right. It sounds I like mean, a lady is escaping. Scaping, and then yes. <laughs> when the men do it, that's what we have to do. Yeah, you have to differentiate somehow oh. for some reason. Can we, can we <laughs> coin that phrase? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you, you can you can bodyscape to your heart's content. Mm-hmm. Harrys.com yeah. slash DAC and support the Angry Chicken in the process. It's the best. Go check them out. Now, let's talk about this weird Khadgar Conjurer Mage. Hit it very hard. You want to blow something up? Time to pay! Dills, you are, you are smitten by this strange deck list. Well, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm smitten by it as much as I'm just intrigued that this somehow came about. Okay, okay so this is more like you are Sherlock, that you're in your lab, and you've, you're dissecting this, trying to figure out what the hell is happening. Like, I just would have never taken these 30 cards and put them together into a deck and said, this will probably work. Uh, and yet, here we are. Somebody <laughs> has done that. And uh, it's very interesting. So there's a lot of cards in here that I... I guess I knew were decent cards, um, but just seemed like, okay, these cards probably don't ever make it into a real deck, right? So you look at Elemental Evocation, and I thought, well, we rotated Ungoro out, and all those Elementals left, and so what's the point of this card, right? Um, And then there is a card, Mana Cyclone, that I think we all assumed was going to be pretty good. But then it turned out that Conjurer's Calling was just like the best thing that could ever ever happen to Mage. So Mana Cyclone, sorry, maybe we'll see you next rotation. Yeah, next. and if anyone doesn't remember what Mana Cyclone is, it's the 2-2 two, two for 2 that uh, for each spell you cast this turn, add a random Mage spell to your hand. And that's a, it's on a battle cry. 
It's a battle cry. Yeah. And it is an elemental, mm-hmm. which is the other factor here that matters. Uh, be- because basically what you can do, this deck runs a bunch of cheap spells. Uh, Banana Man, Banana Buffoon, which gives you two bananas to your hand. So it has ways to generate spells. Um, and also cards like Magic Trick and Mirror Image and Ray of Frost having Twin Spell. Uh, yeah, Magic Trick right? made it into a deck. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, but the thing is, is that basically what you can do is you can... So there's a couple things you can do. You can sit around and wait to do your Mountain Giant Conjures calling thing, right? So I, I think the way that this deck kind of came about is that the, the version that did the dragon stuff sometimes had to play out a bunch of their cards to keep up on the board, meaning that they never got to their Mountain Giant turn because they kept having to use cards to manage the board. And so therefore, they were never able to actually do that big flip tempo turn where they then suddenly slam their Mountain Giant and make two of them. Be, you know, so they, the Mountain Giant was always costing like seven, eight, nine. It's like, ah, I just can't do this because I, I got to keep dealing with your stuff. So what this deck does is it allows you to spam a bunch of cards and then just refill your hand with a bunch of spells again and still have a big hand. Mm-hmm. And that's what I noticed you were able to do. Because I also looked at this deck and I thought, well, where's the removal? <laughs> like, where's my stuff to kill your stuff? And it's just like, it's not in there. But the thing is, you don't necessarily do that. You just kind of do your own stuff and refill as you're doing it to the point where they, you kind of are keeping up. And then you just do the Mountain Giant turn. And suddenly, like, now they're dealing with you, right? It's kind of like you just kind of stay at equilibrium. And then suddenly, bam, here's my big swing turn. Because you also didn't, a lot of times the other deck with the Mountain Giant would, like, just play out a mountain giant on three, hope that it lit or four, hope that it lived the turn. Then conjure is calling it the next. Mm-hmm. Turn, right? But a lot of decks just seem to have ways to kill that mountain giant. Like even that early, right? You've got warriors who are just gaining a bunch of armor and you're not peeling it. And then they just shield slam it. You got rogues who are just like sap or, you know, backstab, lackey, eviscerate. Whatever you're just like, okay, my how are they killing my mountain giant so damn easily? I'm never able to actually do this play. Oh, freaking mech hunter has like all the poison in the world, and sure, yeah, this, this deck just allows you to just do a bunch of stuff and still do the big mountain giant turn. Now you just wait until like six, then you can do both of them together, right? So mm-hmm. you actually get that value instantly. Um, it's really interesting. So, and this has another win condition too because it's got Antonitis in it, right? So, if the game goes really long, you've got a whole bunch of super cheap stuff that you can pair with Antonitis, and all of a sudden, fireballs. Yeah, uh, Antonitis and then Sources Apprentice means that sometimes you can play four, five, zero cost, one cost spells and just generate a handful of fireballs and just start fireballing their face the next turn. Um, but also, the other thing that the deck has is Questing Adventure. Uh, which is another win condition as well. So we've got multiple ways to kind of build these boards that are hard to deal with. And Questing Adventure, I found to be much better than I expected. I, I looked at it and I said, all right, I'm skeptical, but I'll try it. And it just grew out of control in a lot of games and just won me those games. Especially like you hide it behind a mirror image or you you know play it and then Ray of Frost all their minions and then you get to like grow it out of control the next turn. But uh, the elemental evocation is also interesting because you know how you can't coin out Mountain Giant? Mm -hmm. Because you coin, you gain a mana, but then you lose a card. Well, (laughs) elemental evocation actually is like coining out a Mountain Giant. It makes the Giant go down 
Like you lose one By card, two, right? but it goes down two mana because it's an elemental, right? So it ends up going down a net of one. So it acts as a way to coin out mountain giants, which is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, the other interesting thing is the inclusion of one sandbinder in this deck mm. to actually pull the mountain giant. So you do have the mountain yeah. giant and the mana it, cyclones. It but... pulls a cyclone or a giant, but it's just the both of those cards are so important to the deck that mm-hmm. you need to like tutor them out, right? So it's, yeah, it's really cool that there's that kind of stuff in there. And then I don't know if the MC Tech and Banana Buffoon and all that will remain core forever. You could probably find other things to do there. But without things like Tar Creeper and stuff, I think just turn three is a tougher turn now. So. Yeah. Um, but also, like, the Mind Control Tech Conjurer's Calling interaction is something I think a lot of people don't think about. But if the opponent's playing around Mind Control and they just keep playing three minions, you just Conjurer's Calling one of those minions, now they have four. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Like, there's, there's a lot of play to this deck. And I think it's a very skill-intensive deck. I played it last night about 10, 12 games, something like that, and ended up at about 60% win rate. Um, I, but I had game against rogues and I had game against warriors. And that was what was, I think, interesting about it. Um, like I did, I kind of beat all the other stuff. So it's like just being able to potentially beat those two decks with proper mulliganing and playing, I think is worth taking a look at this deck as a realistic idea, right? So uh, people are calling it Spell Mage, but. I don't know. It's a weird conglomeration. It's the like all the stuff mage. Yeah, I've seen Miracle Mage thrown around, but like if you go over to Tempest Storm, the Miracle Mage deck list is a little different than this one. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a we're having issues with names right now with mage. There's a lot of weird mages going around. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it's just the I don't know. It's just like a pile of random cards. It looks like, and then somehow it all works together. So a lot of it. Cool. It sounds like it's it's really to go back to. You know what? What mana cyclone and magic trick to a certain degree are, are both accomplishing is you're you're finding gas as you're going. Like you're, yeah. you're talking about, like where's my removal? It's like, well, I just kind of make enough random spells that I probably find a way to get there. Yeah, I just kind of keep doing stuff. And the thing is, while I'm finding these random spells, I'm also doing stuff. I'm casting spells. Ooh, let's call it that. Right. Can we call it like uh like 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 oil mage? Like you're drilling for oil. Like you're just, mm. you're just trying to find gas. Sure. All right. Okay. Yeah, you you're, you're looking for gas. You're drilling for not gas. talking about tinker or sharp sword oil. Don't get excited. I was going to say, you mean like oil rogue? <laughs> drill mage. Drill there mage. You there you go. Drill yeah. mage. You're drilling, yeah. you're drilling for spells. You're drilling for yeah. removal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that works. But it's, I don't know. I've, I've had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, I definitely encourage people, if they're looking for a deck, they're getting sick of playing rogue or playing warrior or whatever. Um, this is a very interesting deck. Very, very interesting deck. And I've I I think it's I think it's Asmodai who's been playing it a lot on stream. Um, I don't know if he's like an originator of this deck, but I started running into it a lot more all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I ran into it, I was like, "What the hell just happened?" You know, when they made like five spells with the cyclone and then played the mountain giant conjurer's calling thing. I was like, "Wait, you have that and that?" Because I thought they were going to just be like a Vexcrow deck. Right, because I've seen Kibler playing like the Vexcro with all these cheap spells, um, but that deck just gets run over by any control deck. This deck can at least, you know, do the big mountain giant turn. Right, I had a game last night where I waited for the guy to brawl me. I like I, I forced his hand with the brawl by doing uh, Rabble Bouncer plus 
Conjurer's Calling and then put like Mirror Image down. I was like, come on, man, sweetest brawl <laughs> ever. And then he brawled and then I Mountain Giant Conjurer's Calling like right afterwards and just murdered him, you know, and it was just like, oh, my God, I actually had a play against Control Warrior. This is sweet. Is, is there no better feeling in the world than playing around something perfectly? You're just like, I'm, sure. I'm like, yeah. I know what you're going to do and I'm going to make you do it. Yeah. When you just lull them in and then you trap them, you know what I mean? It was yep. good. As opposed to my play against uh, Warriors when I'm playing Rogue, which is just to make the biggest event cleave I can and pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not as, not, 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 even when I win those games, it's not particularly satisfying. It's just like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. he didn't the have Rogue, it. The Rogue games I win, I'm just like, yeah, I played a bunch of stuff on Curve, and then I hit you in the face with a waggle pick, and then I bounced my Leroy, and okay. I didn't feel like smart at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> This deck makes you feel smart. <laughs> well, awesome. We got the deck list linked in the show notes. Uh, it's over at uh, it's an HS replay link. Head on over to amove.tv slash TAC. Look for the episode 313 post. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll see a Google Doc link to the show notes. That's how we make the show. All the links are in there. Uh, before we wrap the show up with crazy game stories, that's right, we're going to wrap up the crazy game story because we thought the episode would go a little bit longer What with having a guest today. Uh, we want to thank those of you supporting us over at patreon.com slash TAC. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Patreon, it's an opt-in way to subscribe. Uh, if you like the show and you're like, I'd like to pay a dollar an episode, or if you're thinking, I'd like to pay five dollars $5 an episode, or if you're, you know, feeling crazy, even more than that. Uh, patreon.com slash TAC is the best way to do it. And to some of our newer patrons, we'd like to thank uh, Diewalker KMR. So I'm going to choose to pronounce that. I apologize if I butchered your name. Perfectly done. Nick Perfectly C. Done. And Christopher B. Thank you for the support, everybody. Uh, it's very much appreciated, seeing as uh, we podcast for a living. Then this is how we do it. So thank you. And now let's wrap the show up. With a crazy game story. Is the whole world gone crazy? You're in trouble now. You got it! You can send your crazy game stories to tacpodcast at gmail.com. And Lewis writes in this week, did exactly that, and says, Greetings, Galid Gallos. I think we've gotten this one before. I think so. Pretty sure gotten like all the latin renditions of chicken uh <laughs> rise of shadows has so many card generation effects that i've had a lot of pretty crazy games but this one takes the cake i'm playing zulok against a control warrior so i'm not liking my chances i have a really strong aggressive start and get the opponent down to 12 life but then i start to run out of steam as they stabilize the board and start armoring up then off the top comes Rafam. I don't hesitate and slam him down. Oops! I'm rewarded for my efforts by an Electra Storm Surge, a King Mukla, and a Harrison Jones. At least Harry comes in handy as my opponent has a Super Collider equipped. Breaking the Super Collider the next turn, off the top of my deck comes Azalina Soul Thief. Can't get much worse than Mukla, I think to myself as I throw her down. I'm rewarded with my opponent's Hakar archivist Elisiana and youthful brewmaster among a slew of other control tools looks like we have a game next turn is emerus off the top so why not over the next few turns i play out a 616 hecklebot a swamp queen hagatha and the ensuing horror a 710 rushing militia commander and a yasera all handily dealt with by the warrior's endless supply of removal 
Meanwhile, my opponent has been armoring up and I've been tapping, so I'm down to four health and one card in deck. Fearing the Hakar I know they have, I play a 14-14 Archivist Liciana, filling my deck and staving off fatigue and pass. The opponent plays a rush minion plus execute, hit me in the face for two, and I'm at two life with nothing on the board, staring down a handful of minions on the opponent's side. But there, in the middle of my hand, gleaming in gold and calling to me, is the Hail Mary of Hail Marys. The big guy himself, Deathwing. Oh my god. <laughs> I, drop him, I drop him down and hit the button. The opponent manages to do a whopping eight damage to it before conceding. Wow. Good god. How did the opponent? I'm curious now how the opponent did eight damage to Deathwing, but couldn't do two damage to your face. Shield sign? Yeah, I was going to so. say, he did send a whole bunch of screenshots or, alongside this email. Okay. So. Or it could be like <laughs> rushing mechs or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I appreciate the effort, listeners, but we, do, we don't have a way to put them in the actual show notes, which is how we do the show. So mm. it's hard to see that stuff. <laughs> oh, way, man. I did have somebody like tweet at me recently trying to, asking me how something could have happened. Well, yeah, Detective Dills is supposed to be yeah, on every case. Let's see. <laughs> Somebody asked, playing a Shutterwalk Shaman, every time Shutterwalk went off, it gave him another Shutterwalk in his hand. I don't understand why. What interaction am I missing? When it played, it said created by Shutterwalk. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how that could have <laughs> happened. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, there's no more... Uh, Copy effects. Yeah. So I was, it was just weird. Maybe Chad will know, but I couldn't figure it out. I was thinking about it for a little while, and I was just like, I don't know. Most of the time, you just see the one Shutterwalk these days. So Wait, so you already had Deathwing in hand, sir. I'm looking at your screenshots now. I've gone to the invite. You buried the lead. You didn't inform us that you already <laughs> knew you had Deathwing. <laughs> Extra points for dramatic writing. You did a good job. Sure. Made it sound like the top deck was Deathwing. Right. Yeah, that's how I read that, but he said middle of his hand. And I'm like, okay. Well, if there's only one card in your hand, it's the middle. But there, there, there wasn't. There was a, oh. <laughs> a lot of cards in his hand, I think. His final screenshot doesn't show... Or no. No, I guess he was out at a certain point. Oh, no, because that's Deathwing. Duh. Yeah, his final screenshot <laughs> is because Deathwing's on the board. There, there, there ain't nothing left. <laughs> I'm being attacked by a puppy, so I'm going to pick up oh, the puppy. Oh, okay. And it's I was like, to... apparently Deathwing broke Garrett. <laughs> no, no, adorable, adorable Chihuahua puppies named Wicket broke Garrett. Uh, but we're at the end of the show. I can I can absorb some puppy kisses. Yes, who's a cutie you are. Uh, thank you for your crazy game story, Lewis. You can go to tazpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us a crazy game story. Or if you're a patron, supporting us over at patreon.com slash TAC, uh, uh, connect your Discord account to your Patreon account. Because that means if you're supporting us, uh, you will automatically get added to the Angry Chicken Patreon server, where you can also contact us directly there and you can skip the inbox and it won't get lost so yeah do that it's a fine group of folks over there in the angry chicken patron discord uh speaking of which thanks again to our patrons for supporting us check it out over patreon.com slash tac huge thanks to our patreon producers declan h sean c nixie and cheesy bob we also have swag available you can get shirts for sale jobs done or the angry chicken logo over at shirts.amove.tv but before we leave dills you're doing all sorts of other stuff. Where can people find you? Uh, check me out on Twitter at Willie Dills and twitch.tv slash Willie Dills. I'm excited to uh, finally get a chance to delve into War of the Spark on MTG Arena because I really haven't had a chance to yet. 
Um, and all these crazy ass new cards are out and I need to give them a go. So I shall, I shall be doing Hearthstone and then transitioning into magic, uh, at some point during all my streams for the next probably week or two. Awesome. So if that interests you at all, come over there. Sounds like a good time. I should go check that out. Jocelyn, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. I'll uh, be streaming some tonight. We're poking our noses into Mythic rating in WoW, so uh, come and check that out. I'll probably be playing some Dead by Daylight and or Hearthstone after. So come by and say hi. I bought that game. I haven't played it yet. We need to. We need, you need to. Oh, it's so good. You need to take. <laughs> you need to show me the ropes. Maybe we'll play a couple of rounds after we record and brace the spoilers but, today. But, like, not literally the ropes. I don't want a murderer that cha- strangles people with ropes to show me the ropes. So. I don't think there is a rope murderer. No, there's no rope killer. No, actually. there's no rope killer. Oh, okay. Axes, knives, hooks, all that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah. no, no, no strangler. All right, good I don't to know. Stranglers, the, no stranglers. What when the office tie-in for the for the Scranton strangler gets uh, added in, <laughs> then I'll I'll be worried. With Dwight as a survivor, oh my God, yes, please. Strangler. Oh, can Dwight wear the uh, do the be wearing the mask from the CPR class when he's doing the the handle? Well, you know who it is, right? I mean, it's just it's Toby. It's Toby. Oh, it's totally Toby. It's essentially (laughs) proven. Yeah, it's great. It's great. You go back next time you rewatch The Office. Just think, just repeat to yourself that Toby is a Scranton Strangler, and then watch as your mind is blown when it all adds up. Yeah. It all adds Every up. single time something happens with it. By the it way, however long it's been goes. since the office uh, had its finale, that that that's how long we're okay with openly staying spoilers yeah, without warning. We're not <laughs> going by the Russo brothers' definition of like one week is fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 well, uh, folks, I'm on Twitter at Garrett Art. Everything I do can be found at amove.tv. Plenty of podcasts over there. Go check out Into the Nexus for your Heroes of the Storm needs. It's the dead game that just won't die. Go listen to that. There's also <laughs> Enter the Apex for Apex Legends. Jocelyn and I are spoiling the crap out of Game of Thrones over on Embrace the Spoilers. So if you're really excited about coffee cups from Starbucks showing up in your high fantasy, I've got a podcast for you. It's called Embrace the Spoilers. Go find it wherever podcasts are found. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of The Angry Chicken. Thanks again to our guest, Nick Nicolina, for stopping by today. Make sure you go follow her all of the places that will be linked in the post for this episode at F2K underscore Nicolina on Twitter and slash Nicolina on Twitch. But other than that, that's the show. Job's done. Job's done. Job's done. Yes. Done. This podcast is part of the Frog Pants Studios Network. For more information about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.